0: Chapter Forty One of Hans of Iceland by Victor Hugo, translated by Abby Langdon Alger. recording is in the public domain. Recording by Sonya. Chapter Forty One. A doleful signal was given. An abject minister of justice knocked at his door and informed him that he was wanted, Joseph de Maistre. Night had fallen. A cold wind whistled around the cursed tower. And the doors of Vigla ruin rattled on their hinges, as if the same hand had shaken all of them at once. The wild inhabitants of the tower, the hangman and his family, had gathered about a fire lighted in the middle of the room on the first floor, which cast a fitful glow upon their dark faces and scarlet garments. The children's features were fierce as their father's laughter, and haggard as their mother's gaze. Their eyes, as well as those of Becky, were fixed on Origix who, seated on a wooden stool, seemed to be recovering his breath, his feet covered with dust, showing that he had but just returned from some distant trip. wife, listen. Listen, children. I have not been gone two whole days merely to bring back bad news. If I am not made executioner to the king before another month is out, I wish I may never tie another slip noose or handle an axe again. Rejoice, my little wolf cubs.' Your father may leave you the Copenhagen scaffold by way of an inheritance, after all. Nicol, asked Becky, what has happened? (laughs) Ha! And you, my old gypsy, rejoined Nicol with his boisterous laugh, rejoice, too. You can buy any number of blue glass necklaces to adorn your long skinny neck. Our agreement will soon be up, but never fear. In a month, when you see me chief hangman of both kingdoms, "'You will not refuse to break another jug with me.' "'What is it? What is it, father?' asked the children, the older of whom was playing with a bloody wreck, while the little one amused himself by plucking alive a young bird which he had stolen from the nest. "'What is it, children?' "'Kill that bird, Hesper. It makes as much noise as a rusty saw. And besides, you should never be cruel. Kill it.' "'What is it, you say?' "'Nothing. A trifle, truly.' "'Nothing, Dame Becky, save that within a week from this time, "'ex-Chancellor Schumacher, who is a prisoner at Munkholm, "'after looking me so closely in the face at Copenhagen, "'and the famous brigand of Iceland, Hans of Klipstadur, "'may perhaps both pass through my hands at once.' The red woman's wandering eye assumed an expression of surprised curiosity. "'Schumacher! Hans of Iceland! How is that, Nicol?' I'll tell you all about it. Yesterday morning, on the road to Skongen at Ordalsbridge, I met the whole regiment of musketeers from Munkholm, marching back to Trondheim with a very victorious air. I questioned one of the soldiers, who condescended to answer, probably because he did not know why my jerkin and my cart were red. I learned that the musketeers were returning from Black Pillar Pass, where they had cut to pieces various bands of brigands. That is to say, insurgent miners. Now, you must know, Gypsy Becky, that these rebels revolted in Schumacker's name and were commanded by Hans of Iceland. You must know that his uprising renders Hans of Iceland guilty of the crime of insurrection against royal authority and Schumacker guilty of high treason, which will naturally lead those two honourable gentlemen to the scaffold or the block. Add to these two superb executions, which cannot fail to bring me in at least fifteen gold ducats each, and to entitle me to the greatest honour in both kingdoms, several other, though less important ones. But do tell me, interrupted Becky, has Hans of Iceland been captured? Why do you interrupt your lord and master, miserable woman? said the hangman. Yes, to be sure, the famous, the impregnable Hans of Iceland is a prisoner. Together with several other leaders of the brigands, his lieutenants, who will also bring me in twelve crowns apiece, to say nothing of the sale of their bodies. He was captured, I tell you, and I saw him, if you must know all the particulars, march by between a double file of soldiers. (laughs) The woman and children crowded eagerly about Orogix. What? Did you really see him, father? asked the children. Be quiet, boys. You shriek like a rogue protesting his innocence. I saw him. He is a giant his hands were tied behind his back, and his forehead was bandaged. I suppose he was wounded in the head. But never fear, (laughs) I will soon heal his hurt for him. Accompanying these brutal words with brutal gesture, the hangman added, There were four of his comrades behind him, prisoners too and wounded, like him, who were being taken, like him, to Trondheim, where they are to be tried with ex-Chancellor Schumacher by a court of justice presided over by the Lord Mayor and the present Chancellor. Father, what did the other prisoners look like? Uh, the first two were a couple of old men, one of whom wore Miner's broad felt hat and the other a mountaineer's cap. Both seemed utterly disheartened. Of the other two, one was a young Miner who marched along with head up, whistling. The other... Do you remember, Becky, those travellers who came to this tower some ten days ago, on the night of the terrible storm? As Satan remembers the day of his fall, replied the woman. Uh, Did you notice a young man in company with that crazy old doctor with the big periwig? A young fellow, I say, who wore a great green cloak and a cap with a black feather. Yes, indeed. I can see him now saying, Woman, we have plenty of gold. Well, old woman, I hope I may never wring the neck of anything worse than a grouse if the fourth prisoner was not that young man. His face, to be sure, was entirely hidden by his feather, his cap, his hair and his cloak. Besides, he hung his head. But it was the very same dress, the same boots, the same manner. I'll swallow the stone gallows at Skongen at a single mouthful if it be not the same man. What do you say to that, Becky? (laughs) Wouldn't it be a joke if, after I had given him something to sustain life, he should also receive from me something to cut it short? And should exercise my skill after having tasted my hospitality? <laughs> the hangman's coarse laughter was loud and long. Then he resumed. <laughs> Come, make merry, all of you, and let us drink. Yes, Becky, give me a glass of that beer which scrapes a man's throat as if he were drinking files and let me drain it to my future advancement. Come, here's to the health and prosperity of Nicol Orogix, executioner royal that is to be. I will confess, you old sinner, that I found it hard work to go to Noah's village to hang a contemptible clown for stealing cabbage and chicory. Still, when I thought it over, I felt that thirty-two escalines were not to be sneezed at, and that my hands would not be degraded by turning off mere thieves and riffraff of that kind, until after they had actually beheaded the noble count and ex-chancellor and the famous demon of Iceland. I therefore resigned myself while waiting for my certificate as hangman to the king to dispatch the poor wretch at Noah's village. And here, he added, drawing a leather purse from his wallet, are the thirty-two escalins for you, old girl. At this moment three blasts from a horn were heard outside. "'Woman!' cried Orojix. "'Those are the bowmen of the Lord Mayor.' With these words he hurried downstairs. An instant later he reappeared, carrying a large parchment of which he had broken the seal. "'There,' said he to his wife, "'there's what the Lord Mayor has sent me. Do you decipher it, for you can read Satan's scrawl. Perhaps it is my promotion already?' For since the court is to have a chancellor to preside over it and the chancellor as prisoner at the bar, it is only proper that the man who carries out the sentence should be an executioner royal. The woman took the parchment and after studying it for some time read aloud while the children stared at her in stupid wonder. In the name of the council of the province of Trondheim, Nicol Origix, hangman for the province, is hereby ordered to repair at once to Trondheim, and to carry with him his best axe, block, and black hangings. <laughs> is that all? asked the hangman in a dissatisfied tone. That is all, replied Becky. <laughs> hangman for the province, muttered Orogix. He cast an angry glance at the official document, but at last exclaimed, oh Well, I must obey and be off. After all, they tell me to bring my best axe and the black hangings. Take care, Becky, that you rub off the spots of rust which have dimmed my axe, and see that the hangings are not stained with blood. We must not be discouraged. Perhaps they mean to promote me in payment for this fine execution. So much the worse for the prisoners. They will not have the satisfaction of dying by the hand of an executioner royal. End of chapter 41